This is Fenton Street, which was um, referred to as Rotorua's Motel Mile or Rotorua's Golden Mile uh, for many, many years. Now it's uh, referred to as Rotorua's MSD Mile. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly, and today on The Detail, I'm in Rotorua, and right now I'm driving along Fenton Street, and it's lined with fancy motels and hotels and a lot of emergency motels and it's causing a really big problem here because it has not only changed the look of the street but it's changed the way local people feel about their town about their city it's broken their hearts i mean if i'm if i step back from this from being a journalist and just look at at me and my family i you know i've been here for 26 years i love rotorua but i'm scared to drive around rotorua at night with my doors unlocked kelly makiha is a senior journalist at the rotorua daily post she's written about emergency motels from every angle, the people who are living there, how the councillors handled it, the moteliers themselves and what the locals think. You've got the people here living in Rotorua who are who are seeing people who have got issues, and many of them have got drug, alcohol, mental health issues causing problems, there's their cars broken into, we've had fires, we've had vandalism, we've had cars on their roofs on Fenton Street as a result of burglaries and all sorts of things. The police are down the street all the time. Kelly is going to explain how in the last two and a half years emergency housing got so out of control here in Rotorua. But back to Fenton Street, I'm with Trevor Newbrook of Restore Rotorua, a group pushing to get rid of it. We've just driven down a short way down from your, your house, Trevor, and we've stopped outside a motel. You can see how ugly this temporary fencing is that they've put up. Well, got a corrugated iron And then gating. a section of, it's not a gate, it's just a solid section, and then some more corrugated iron in a different colour, and then a bit of timber, and then across the bottom is a, a few blocks holding up a bit of mesh, wire mesh. So yeah, it's pretty it's, messy. So that's been here for a year, and uh, I guess the plan is to have it here for at least another five years. It's pretty ugly for the neighbours to have to look at the plan is to have it for another five years. That's the, the consent that the motel owner is seeking? That's the consent that the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development is seeking on behalf of the owner. It all seems quite permanent um, as opposed to emergency temporary housing. Just sort of keep moving on and we come to the next one and that's the same situation, you know, emergency oh, housing, yep. Gosh, it's security fencing. Yeah, security fencing. Then we move on to the next one, and that's an emergency housing motel. You can see why I wanted to take you out for a little drive to show you how how intense and uh, just how much um, of this emergency housing is going on. Yeah, so it's pretty stark what you're saying. So, what what do you think needs to happen? I think the government needs to find some way of housing people. They've created the situation. Where have all these people come from? Uh, we have about 40 motels that are being used for emergency housing. 40? About 40, yes. Oh my goodness, I didn't realise it was that many. Yeah, so uh, the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development, on behalf of the owners, has applied for these 12 resource consents to make these sort of semi-permanent operations. In, in the end, the government's paying the bill, so they've responsible for it and they've created this situation and they need to do something about it. They need to have a, a plan. 
There's another one there. And then right opposite you'll see there's another motel that has a combination of emergency housing people and tourists. Gosh. Imagine if you're a tourist and you came to stay and half the place is full of emergency housing people doing drug deals and all sorts is of carry-on. Is that what's happening? Yes. They're not slums, but... Motel Fletcher Tabato, um, who's a mayoral candidate um, and a former... Um, Zealand first. first MP. He describes Fenton Street as a ghetto, so that's another emergency housing motel. Can we just park somewhere close? Sure, we're parking in front of two more emergency housing motels here. Because this is just around the corner from where you live, what were these like before? Before they were used as emergency accommodation? Well, they were, were neat and tidy because people needed to um, attract tourists and guests to come and stay. We are now, of course, they're getting paid a lot more by the government and they don't have to attract people. Having said that, if you go onto a Marketplace on Facebook, you'll find that there are motels advertising out of town uh, for people to come for emergency housing in Rotorua. So it's um, become a business here. What do you mean people... Can motels advertising. Motels here advertising that yes, you can come to them and they'll organise um, emergency housing vouchers for you. So these are obviously moteliers who need an income because they've lost the the tourists from COVID. Oh, I, I don't know what their what their right. needs are. All I know is that um, we're assured that um, it's only local people that are put into this emergency housing, but um, motels are advertising out of town yeah. to get people to come here. Just yeah. across, across this intersection. So this is the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and they've had to put in all this emergency fencing to stop people getting in, and you'll see that they're currently building a permanent fence right around their property. This is a school that's been here for uh, 70 years or oh, something. Oh, it's the school. It's the church at the front here, and then there's the Seventh-day Adventist um, school just at the back. And why have they done this? Because it's not safe. I know that they've had quite a bit of damage and stuff, and they've put flyers in people's letterboxes asking people to watch out and if they see anything to let the school know. I mean, I suppose what's interesting here, Trevor, is we're on Rotorua's Golden Mile or Motel Mile, now called MSD Mile. Yes. It's it's a stretch of motel after motel after motel, although we're now parked outside a Buddhist temple and we've just gone past a Seventh-day Adventist church. And then if you look down the side roads, it's just a sort of an ordinary... I guess middle class neighbourhood, would you say? Yes, that's right. Yep, there's a lot of retire. Obviously, because of its location close to town, it's become a popular area for for retirees, and a lot of those people are now feeling very uncomfortable living in the area with huge increase in crime and undesirable activities that are going on. Like what kind of things? Oh, cars being broken into, houses being uh, broken into, pots stolen from in front of their front door people abusing people and and then we arrive at what was the boulevard motel that the government bought um, last year for 8.1 million dollars and they've been working on it ever since you can see there's lots of sort of work going on yeah and they've put all this fencing around so it's like a it's more like a prison than a motel now they applied to the council for a resource consent to run it as transitional housing this was processed in 20 working days um, with no public notification. Nobody knew about it. It was done in secret by the Rotorua District Council. 
Um, they ask no extra questions. They've uh, a completely different process to what we're seeing this time now that it's out in the public. Let's get the backstory to this. I'm at Rotorua Daily Post offices with Kelly Makiha. I have just taken a drive uh, around Fenton Road in that area and Trevor has pointed out to me all these different motels that are now emergency motels. Um, you know, I'm quite shocked. I didn't realise the extent of it. This latest thing by the government to seek resource consent for 12 motels, what, what does that all mean? Okay, so basically what has happened, if we, we take a step back, is when we first went into lockdown, all the homeless people in Rotorua, and there were a few of them, some say less than 100, were rounded up and put into motels for them to be able to um, isolate safely and not get COVID. But since then, uh, the motels have been used more widely for emergency housing. I guess it's always been the government's stance is that um, having a roof over your head for families, and many of them have got children, you know, is better than them sleeping in tents and living in cars. Um, But then it was discovered that motels are not actually consented under the district plan um, to allow the practice of emergency housing. And that is because motels are only consented to have visitors in there for a short term. Mm. Many of these people are staying in emergency housing for months on end. Um, 19 months, I think I heard the other day, was the longest person in in Rotorua in emergency housing. And and the people I've spoken to, some of them have been in there for well over a year. So really, the practice of emergency housing in Rotorua as it stands is illegal under the district plan. Now many of the residents who have been upset about emergency housing um, ballooning in Rotorua have um, have been calling on the council for a long time to say look, enforce your own district plan and make it stop. Say no, Rotorua doesn't want this. And then the other side of the argument obviously is where are they going to live? We've got no houses. So the council has all this time since since 2020 allowed the motels to, I guess, be in breach of the district plan while we come up with a with a solution, um, and now they are enforcing it. Yes, but um, I mean, the first thing was that they were going to take these motelias to court once they realised that yes, so they the, were in breach, mm-hmm. and and that has been dropped. That's right. The government has contracted at least 12 motels to operate emergency housing in Rotorua. That is what the resource consent applications were that were publicly notified. Now, those resource consents are for only the government-contracted ones, which have wraparound services, 24-hour security, um, which are, I guess, on the face of it, seen as being a better way of running emergency housing. Contracted emergency housing has come about as a result of the government shake-up of what's been going on in Rotorua announced last year, and it was a $30 million package. Then you've got more than 40 other motels in Rotorua who are not contracted. Now, for these people, for people staying in those motels, all they need to do is phone up Ministry of Social Development and say, look, I've got nowhere to live. I want to live at the such-and-such motel in Rotorua, which will take me. Then Ministry of Social Development pays that motel direct. Now, these non-contracted motels can also have visitors in them. 
visitors that are here for the weekend to enjoy Rotorua's beautiful tourist attractions. So that is the issue that the council has got with these non-contracted motels is that they've got mixed um, visitors with emergency housing and, and other people and those motels I guess are seen to not be running a tight ship um, and they've got all sorts of people in them but in saying that Ministry, it's Ministry of Social Development's policy not to turn anybody away. If you're homeless, you will get somewhere to live. And mm. unfortunately, in Rotorua, we have got so many motels that we have got so many people on in emergency housing. So where, where, <laughs> where have they come from? Yeah. See, this is, uh, I guess this is the argument that at the end of last month, the Ministry of Social Development released a extensive report that they had done finally on where people had come from because that has been the biggest issue in Rotorua for people is where are all these people coming from. The study found that 31% of those people staying in the motels uh, were from outside of Rotorua. Their finding was 69% were living in Rotorua district a month before entering emergency housing or had previously lived in the Rotorua district. Okay, so that's how they're, they're saying that they are locals. You know, before all this happened, I mean, I've been here for 26 years. I, I knew the homeless people. Everyone knew the homeless people. You knew them by face. You knew them, some people knew them by name. You knew that they stayed down in tents at, at Sulphur Point. You, you kind of got to know who those people were. And um, to say that there's there were... Hundreds, thousands, homeless? Absolutely not, not at that time. I guess what the argument is is that um, it's become easy to get a motel in Rotorua. So if previously you were crashing on the couch at auntie's house or um, your cousin's house or staying with friends in a crowded situation but you still had a roof over your head, maybe some of those people have gone into emergency housing to have their own space. Mm. You know, I, I met someone down Fenton Street um, a couple of months ago and they were from Gisborne and they were a couple who had children, both of them had children and they just started a new relationship and they said that they decided to move to Rotorua to have time out with each other and to get away from Gisborne. They were living with the woman's parents but they didn't really get on with them and so they've decided to come to Rotorua to live in a motel because it's nicer. So they, they, they've left their children with the grandparents back in Gisborne. And so they were staying in quite a nice motel in Fenton Street that had a thermal spa and Sky TV. And don't get me wrong, I have met lots and lots of people down Fenton Street who are really struggling. They have spent months and months trying to get rental properties. They've got little kids. They've got three or four little kids under seven in a motel room, in a cramped motel room. And there are genuine cases. But, but, you know, can you say what proportion of those are genuine cases? Nobody Nobody knows. Nobody knows. How did it come to this? I think it became a bit of a cash cow for the moteliers. The word is quickly spread that if you're in need, you can come to Rotorua and get a motel. I mean, some of these uh, moteliers are making millions a year, and here you've got 24-7 people living in your motel for months and months and months on end. It's huge money. But in the meantime, is this ruining Rotorua's international reputation? 
I suspect so, you know, like, I mean, you know, people are talking about it online. At the Rotorua Daily Post, we, we do our best to, to tell both sides of the story, but when you've got a city that's heartbroken, then it's hard to ignore that. Yeah, and so with this, with this latest move by the government to get the resource consent for 12 motels, well, then what happens to the other motels that aren't getting resource consent and are operating illegally. I mean, what happens to the people in them? So um, you've got 12 motels at the moment that are contracted by the government and they're operating without resource consent. Their applications are in. The other 40-plus have been sent letters by the council um, advising them to get compliant with the uh, district plan, with the Resource Management Act, if they don't, um, they will take court action against them. Now, the first nine moteliers that they'd sent letters to, they ignored the, the letters. So then the council took court action and said, right, you've ignored us, we're going to take you to the Environment Court. Since the notice of Environment Court action has been received by those motels, they have then engaged with the council. So that's why the council's backed off. But there's a whole lot of things they need to do to be compliant to run emergency housing. They need to be safe, they need to be secure. A lot of these motels are not going to cut it. They're not going away. That the emergency accommodation is here to stay in Rotorua. Sounds like it. God help us if we're here in another five years' time with hundreds, thousands of families and children in emergency housing living in motels side by side next to gang members. It's drug central down Fenton Street. You know, any, anyone will tell you that they, they witness drug deals going on on a, on a daily basis on the corner, and it's just not good for them, it's not good for us, and it needs to stop. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't see how it... How, how it can? Yeah. Well, um, Kainga Order have been um, working very hard to try and build as many new houses in Rotorua as possible um, and there's lots of lots of housing developments that are underway. That's a start, what is it, there's 350 in non-contracted motels and 250 households in contracted motels. That's a lot of households that oh, need yes. homes. Mm. It would be a good start if the people who were brought here, I guess, from out of town went back to where they, they came from and looked for homes there. That would be better for Rotorua. Um, mm. Currently the Minister of Housing, Megan Woods, is reviewing the process of who gets Kyangolda homes because at the moment, as the wording stands, it, the, um, the homes go to those most in need. So we're building all these homes in Rotorua. When they're ready, there's no guarantee that those homes will go to Rotorua people. What's the feeling about these new developments? I mean, you know, do people feel better about that? Or, you know, I get the impression from Trevor he doesn't feel better about it. The only good thing is that it's been publicly notified so people can have their say on it. But he wants them to go away. And it sounds to me like they're not going to... It's, that's Motels, not going to happen. No, the people. The people staying there. I... I mean, as long as they've, they've got motels to stay in and it's being paid for, why would you want to? I spoke to somebody in a motel down in Fenton Street. She was a lovely, lovely girl. She had two young children and she had had a really rough time and needed somewhere to stay and she found herself in, the, in one of those motels and it was awful for her because her kids were locked up inside this motel room, there were gang members next door, the kids weren't sleeping, she desperately needed out of there. But I talked about the finances with her 
And she was telling me about, um, you know, once she'd paid her debts and her bills, she had a couple of court, minor court fines that came out of her weekly um, benefit. Yes. Um, and there was a certain amount that went towards her motel room, but she had more in the hand each week after that because she didn't have to pay full rent than what I do, working full time. The other thing is, isn't it, you know, like we have... Uh, wonderful services here in Rotorua that deliver food and, and there's places that you can go pick up a meal every night if you're if you're homeless. But then again, if you're getting your rent paid for, you're getting your meal paid for, what incentive is there to go and get a job and, and be that person who can stand on their own two feet? Um, there's jobs galore. And, I, yeah, I guess some people are wondering if, if it has been made too easy for everybody. On the other side of the coin, before all this happened, we would have a lot of people sleeping in doorways and sleeping on the streets and sleeping in Kuodo Park. It was horrible to see. You never see children, thank goodness, but no one wants to see that either. So, uh, Trevor, we're outside one motel that has applied for resource consent. The Ministry of Housing and Urban Development has applied on their behalf for a resource consent and so all the resource consent applications um, are going to have security on site and you'll see the first unit of this motel here is um, where the security person is. Um, Does that make you feel more secure? As a, as no, a... no, the, the security is really to stop people coming to visit, so they're not allowed to have visitors and things, there's quite a lot of rules for the people that are staying here, I don't know how that affects their mental health. I understand they have curfews, they, they have to be home by 10 o'clock at night maybe. Of course that only applies to the um, ones that they're applying for resource consents for. There's no control over what activities they get up to when they're not here. You started up Restore Rotorua with a group of people. Restore Rotorua, I guess our objectives are to restore Rotorua to a premium tourist destination and to make Rotorua a place where people feel safe and are happy to live and work. Does that mean really getting rid of the emergency accommodation? Yes, it does. Yep. We're realists, we realise that can't happen overnight, but there needs to be a plan about how that's going to happen. And I think it would be fair to say that Restore Rotorua has a lot of sympathy, a lot of empathy for the people that are living in these motels. I'm not sure anyone would think that it was really acceptable that a family would be living in a, a studio unit, um, maybe a couple with a couple of kids and a dog. Um, for months and months, but most of them, they, all they have uh, for outside is, is concrete driveways and parking. Nothing that's really um, designed for families to be living there permanently. The vast majority of them don't work, so they're just there all day, every day. It's a situation where um, something needs to be done to stop people coming from out of town. They need to stay where they are. And the government needs to introduce a sinking lid policy so when people are taken out of a motel, they're not replaced by somebody else so that ultimately the number reduces down to to zero. But where would they be if they weren't in these motels? I guess they would be where they were two and a half years ago.
That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air and produced by Newsroom for RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison is our associate producer. And thanks to Kelly Makiha and Trevor Newbrook. Mā te wā.